Have you ever heard of divine feminine energy? Have your social media algorithms shown you what it means to be a masculine man? Whether that's a yes or no, buckle up because today we're getting deep into what masculine and feminine energy means in dating, why I can't stand this type of content, and what to focus on instead. Welcome to another episode of Dating Intentionally. I'm Talia. I'm a dating coach. And on this podcast, I share no-nonsense advice for navigating modern dating with confidence and ease, whether you've been on dozens of dates or you're just getting started. I believe dating can be fun, especially when you can be your authentic self, not some prescribed version of what a man or woman should act like according to TikTok influencers. I can't wait to get into this topic, but first, I want to let you know that if you've ever gotten stuck on what to text someone you're dating, I have an amazing free guide that includes over 30 texting scripts for 16 different dating scenarios. You can download it for free on my Instagram profile and my bio. I'm over at dating.intentionally, or you can get it on my website, intentionally.dating slash texting. You know, with these scripts, you can adapt them to your voice and tone in texting, but they're great if you're, you know, just getting started and you have no idea what to say when someone's texting too much or not enough or when you want another date, but you're not sure if they're interested. So again, you can get it on my Instagram. I'm at dating.intentionally, or you can grab it on my website, intentionally.dating slash texting, and it's free. So today I'm sharing my take on content you may or may not have seen online about being in your masculine energy or your defined feminine energy in dating. So have you seen these videos about finding a masculine man or using your defined feminine energy to attract a masculine man? Have you heard about this spiritual concept of masculine and feminine energies, maybe in books or on other podcasts? There are authors and experts out there who have written extensively about the balance between feminine and masculine energy and how everyone has both no matter what gender you are. And maybe there's some truth to that or not. I'm not here to say either way. But I want to talk about how this concept that seems to be rooted in spirituality and spiritual beliefs has now been warped into a trendy, repackaged version of patriarchal values that content creators push on social media, specifically in the dating world. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about the parts of this framework that I like, and mostly the parts of this framework that I don't like. I'm also going to share some tips with you about how to leverage these ideas in a way that's more productive and less prescriptive. First, just so we're on the same page, I want to share some audio clips from TikTok with you that inspired this episode. These are just examples of the kind of content I'm talking about in case you've never come across it. Here is the first one. And a lot of the women that I work with, their style begins to change over time. They start dressing in a way that's more classy. It's because of this one thing. The more you are in your feminine energy, the more you view your body as being sacred, meaning you do not dress in a way that's super revealing or provocative. Here's some ways on how to activate your divine feminine energy. We all have this inner goddess inside of us, but sometimes when you live in a very masculine world that values power, success, money, she can get lost. So if you want to tap into that again, here's some ways you can do that. If you want your masculine energy partner to feel addicted to your energy, obsessed with you, and wanting to be around you all the time, and obviously not in a creepy way, here are three ways that you can start showing up in your feminine energy. And they will start craving being around you because if they're in their masculine, they will be attracted to someone in their feminine energy. Number one, be present when you are around them. If they're in their masculine energy, they're in their mind more so than their body, meaning that they're thinking more than they're feeling. 
is how you get men to take care of you and how to unlock your feminine energy. You attract what you are. If you are in your masculine energy, you will attract feminine men. To get into your feminine energy, you have to practice living a soft life. Practice resting, spoiling yourself, pampering yourself until you genuinely start to feel like a little girl again. There are two ways to approach a man and ask him to do things for you. Number one, when you are asking for something, instead of feeling guilty, like you could just do it yourself, feel like this man's daughter. That video has 1.2 million views, by the way. So I hope you get the idea. This is kind of the vibe of the advice that is helping us be in our feminine energy, our divine feminine energy. And to me, my initial reaction to this is like, ew, gross. I don't like this. I'm not knocking you. If you like this, like you're into this cool. I'm just going to share more about why I am not a fan. I want to share a few clips of the other side of like what people are saying about masculine energy. Complain about women being too masculine nowadays. But the funny part is that if I'm in a relationship and my man forgets to put his pants on, somebody has to put the pants on. I was forced to wear the pants because he forgot his. So a lot of women are being more into their masculine energy because a lot of men are forcing us to be in our masculine energy. They're not fulfilling their own masculine energy. Somebody has to pay the bills. He's not going to man up, I'll man up to it. I feel like a woman will never be happy unless she is in her feminine energy. A woman that stepped into her masculine is unhappy because that's not how a woman should be or feel. And the only way for a woman to tap into her femininity is when a man is a provider and a protector, when she feels safe and she feels like he's doing and he, she feels like he's giving. That's the only time she can remove her powerful cape and leave everything outside and just come home to a man and be a little girl. I mean, I have a big problem with any content that says what I need as a woman to be happy. So these posts really fire me up and I will get into it, but I would love to hear what you think about this. If this is the first time you're hearing content like this, you can DM me on Instagram at dating.intentionally. And before I jump into why I absolutely disagree with pretty much everything in these videos, I want to talk about this whole idea of masculine and feminine energies and where it actually came from. I did a bunch of research for this episode and we'll link everything in the show notes on my blog, which again, you can find at intentionally.dating as well as in the email if you are an email subscriber. The concept of masculine and feminine energies has existed throughout history. It's not a new concept. One way of describing it that I prefer over using the words masculine and feminine is yin and yang. This is about balancing two different types of energies and according to the experts, meaning people who've written about this topic, we all have both yin and yang, masculine and feminine energies inside of us. This is something I could definitely wrap my head around, but it's also not a life-changing idea. To quickly explain what these energies are, masculine energy is more about asserting, doing, leading, and using logic. Feminine energy is more about nurturing, receiving, intuiting, communicating, and feeling. When we step back and think about these attributes, it's pretty easy to see that most people of all genders have a mix of all these qualities, right? Someone can be super logical and they can be intuitive, right? And nurturing. It, these things aren't mutually exclusive. I'm going to read a quote I found in an article that I will link in the show notes that put it well. When we hear the word feminine, we may inherently think of the gender binary. However, defined femininity, oh my God, isn't all about gender, but rather about energy. We all have a polarity within us, that of the masculine active slash force and the feminine, receptive slash form. And we experience these through periods of action and periods of rest and integration. 
The divine feminine is a creative and life-giving energy within all of us that gives a form to that which we care about and put our energy into. The concept of masculine and feminine energy has been used in many different mystical practices through history to describe two synergistic forces that exist within every person, regardless of their gender expression. So what do you think? I mean, I have no problem with the idea that we all have this polarity within us and women might have more of one set of traits and men might have more of the other set of traits. What's problematic is honestly the naming masculine and feminine because of what that quote said. It's like you're automatically thinking of masculine, men, feminine, women. And the spiritual concept that has existed for centuries has resurfaced in social media, as you've just heard, as a way to define how a feminine woman should act versus how a masculine man should act. And let's not forget that this type of content on social media leaves absolutely no room for queer folks or folks who don't see themselves getting into a traditional relationship with traditional gender roles. You know, there's no room for non-binary folks in this framework. And it just... Okay. My overall take on this content and dating advice that leverages the concept of masculine and feminine energy is that it makes dating a lot more complicated than it needs to be. So let's get into it. I'm going to share four reasons why I think if you're out there dating, you should mostly ignore these messages about masculine and feminine energy. And then I'm going to share the one small aspect of this framework that I think could be helpful for some people. Okay, one, like I just said, it makes dating even more complicated than it already is. Dating is not easy. And when we throw things in like looking for a masculine man or acting from your divine femininity into the mix, it only makes things more difficult. What happened to just being a version of yourself that you like? When you're operating by these external rules and definitions of what a man or woman should be and how men and women should act, you're going to miss a lot of red and green flags. Not only will you scrutinize their behavior on dates, you'll also hyper-focus on how you're coming off on a date, and both of these take you out of the moment. Applying these masculine and feminine frameworks to dating might make you second-guess your intuition and decision-making too. It makes women scared that they're too masculine if they want to plan dates, initiate conversations, or even make the first move like going for a kiss. Let's take texting, for example. If you're newly dating someone and you want to text them after a date and you're trying to tap into your divine feminine, you might ask yourself, well, am I leaning too much on my masculine energy if I text them first? This exact scenario has come up in my DM on Instagram dozens of times. So I know that it's something daters might consider if they've gone down the rabbit hole of this masculine and feminine energy content. Why complicate such simple, small little things in the early dating process, which is already rife with ambiguity and anxiety? In this case, the advice to step back to make a man chase, like playing hard to get, really just makes you a worse communicator. The healthiest relationships start when two people take actions that align with their words and their true feelings. Things also just get so messy, complicated, and sometimes manipulative when we act or speak in a way that's not reflective of our true feelings. If you want to date another date, You just ask them for a second date. Just because you initiate a date early on as a woman doesn't mean the guy will never lead. And I get the importance of leading in a relationship, but sometimes in reality, like in a long-term relationship, there are different seasons for leadership. Life happens and sometimes you have to take turns leading. You know what I mean? Like that's a much more open way of thinking about who leads in a relationship. So here's a DM that I got last week that shows just how complicated dating can be when you apply this masculine feminine concept. 
Here it goes. I've listened to videos about masculine and feminine traits where it is suggested that it is polite for women to offer to pay, but the man should pick up the bill regardless. If he doesn't, it means he is not a masculine man who wants to take care of his woman. That's why I'm confused. Have I already messed up with this guy? I can't stop thinking about this DM and I definitely have a lot of compassion for the person who sent it because there is so much advice online for dating and it's very confusing. But I want to say this DM is a perfect example of how content around feminine and masculine energies only make dating more confusing, especially for folks who don't have a ton of experience. First of all, just to address this, if you don't want to split the bill on a date, don't offer. The bill shouldn't be a test in dating. And I hate that it's so such a loaded moment on a date. Like the bill comes and it's like, oh no, who's going to reach for it? Why does it have to be this make or break moment? And I want to point out that money is not the only way we can take care of a partner or feel taken care of. There are many ways your partner, gender aside, can take care of you. When we're so hyper-focused on whether or not someone is capable of taking care of us financially, we completely miss other signs. And I want to share my personal experience here. Johnny and I split our first date in a way. He paid for a round of beers and we walked around and then we got boba, which I paid for. And I'm pretty sure we split our second and third dates too. Not that it matters. Johnny has shown me in so many ways that he can lead in our relationship and take care of me as a person, masculinity and femininity aside. He showed me early on how supportive he is of my career as an entrepreneur. He showed up for me emotionally, which is honestly more important to me personally than paying for stuff. He makes time for me, which is huge and makes me feel like I'm his number one priority. When I had my surgery recently, he took care of everything from keeping me fed and comfy to keeping track of my medication. Of course, he does pay for stuff. And now that we live together, we both contribute financially to our household in a way that makes sense for us. Anyway, I'm just sharing this to show you an example of a guy taking care of his girlfriend, despite not covering the bill completely on the first few dates. And you know what? In my journey, I wasn't even looking for a guy to take care of me financially. That just wasn't on my radar at all. I'm not knocking the idea of dating a guy who makes more money than you if you're a woman and you're looking for that. I'm just saying for me, it was not a non-negotiable need. What makes dating more simple, right? What makes it easier is when you're guided by your own needs, not some influencer telling you what you should want, which in this case is a masculine man and how they should act. Okay, number two, it causes us to write people off too quickly. There's a reason I don't use phrases like high value men and masculine men and all that. I don't believe in putting into boxes and I'd rather you get clear on your specific needs in a relationship and assess your dates based on them. That's the only box or category you need to be worried about, how you define what you're looking for and the value that they will bring to your specific life is going to look different than what other people are looking for in some ways. I hate the whole masculine man thing. Because according to this framework, if a guy doesn't make all the plans, pay for all the dates, initiate the conversations or lead every step of the early stage dating process, you know, then they're just tossed to the side without even considering that it takes two. Men are people too. And they want to see that the person they're investing their time in is interested by reciprocating. And yes, there are many ways to show someone you're interested outside of planning and paying for dates. But I've heard from a lot of men, and I think it's fair that they want to date people where they feel secure that the interest is mutual. We all do. So this whole like, here's what a masculine man should do and they should pay for dates, plan the date, lead the whole thing. It feels extremely one-sided. I also want to point out there are many ways a man could lead a relationship outside of planning and paying for dates, asking questions, driving the conversation, brainstorming and date ideas, talking about the future in a way that's appropriate based on how long you've known each other, making the first move to kiss you. Those are all other ways a guy can lead, right? 
I guess what I'm trying to say here is that this masculine feminine framework encourages writing people off too quickly and not allowing the nuance of getting to know someone happen. And if you're wondering how you actually do that, a great place to start is by eliminating all expectations of how someone should show up and act. Okay, so I've talked about how this masculine feminine energy framework causes us to overthink our decisions and even write off potential good matches. Now let's shift gears and talk about how it might affect the way you act on dates. So three, it causes us to act inauthentically. Another thing I hate about this framework is the action it prescribes to women and how when you try to be in your feminine, it might not align with your authentic self. I googled how to be in your feminine energy and found this list, and I think this list aligns with other posts I've seen about this framework, so here it is. How to activate the divine feminine energy. One, move your body. Dancing, stretching, yoga, walking, anything to be in your body. Two, spend more time in nature, observing the beauty of Mother Nature, the truest divine feminine. Three, get comfortable receiving, get into a receptive energy. Four, soften, flow, focus on love and softness within, whatever that means. Five, do what makes you feel good. Six, dress in a way that makes you feel strong and confident. Seven, set clear boundaries and stick to them. Eight, be playful. Nine, be open to life and don't be afraid to be vulnerable. Ten, stay in high vibrational energies versus lower vibrational energies. Whatever that means. I can get behind doing makes you feel good, addressing for confidence, having boundaries for any gender and sexuality. That's just common good advice. But the rest is basically telling women how to be and act to attract a masculine man or specifically, you know, like a high value masculine man. I just have a lot of issues with this. It feels like the modern version of what was prescribed before women could vote or have a credit card, own a house, and literally they had to attract a man to get married and have a means to survive. We don't have to do that anymore. (laughs) And there's no reason to act a certain way that's different than how you'd normally act to attract someone of your desired gender. Adding this layer of trying to be, quote unquote, in your feminine only makes dating harder because you basically have to not be yourself and act in a way that's not authentic to you. At least that's how it feels for me when someone who is a business owner, very decisive, used to taking action and being a driving force in general, you know, hears this advice. I've also been more of a tomboy my whole life. And, you know, that hasn't stopped me from being or feeling attractive, right? Like, I don't think that this is the only way to be in your feminine or be a feminine person. At the end of the day, the right person is going to fall for you because of who you are at your core, not because you love to frolic in nature and act super playful all the time. I also hate the idea that if you want to attract a man, you have to fit into this box of femininity. Let your femininity or masculinity or whatever be your own thing. You get to define what it is and how it presents for you, and this goes for all genders and sexualities. And like I said earlier, this framework completely ignores non-binary and queer people, which is another reason why I don't like it. And I'm aware that not all dating advice can fit all situations. That would be impossible. But this just feels so antiquated in 2024. Instead of following this prescribed version of femininity or what it means to be a high-value woman, follow the golden rule of being yourself. Being yourself or the best version of yourself is a surefire way to attract someone who likes you for you rather than your ability to act the way society thinks a man or woman should act. All right, here's number four. It skews our expectations. When you go into a date thinking, this is how a masculine man acts, so I'm going to look for those behaviors, you're setting yourself up for failure. First of all, it's unlikely that the dude you're going out with has even seen one shred of content about this. 
They don't have the same prescribed actions as you. They don't know they're coming into the date with someone who's watched all these videos on social media and expects them to act like the kind of man some influencer says is a high value masculine man. So instead of just being present and getting to know them as a person, when you are thinking about this framework, you're judging them based on someone else's prescribed standard of what a masculine man is. To me, this is so messed up. The only thing you need to be measuring your dates against is your specific needs in a partner and in a relationship, which only you can define for yourself. And you need to be open to letting them show you who they are without judging them against these definitions of masculine and feminine. It's so binary. It's so black and white, and it makes dating so much harder. I think these videos about masculine and feminine energy can also cause people to compare their current relationships to these arbitrary ideas and rules. Like, oh no, is my man masculine enough? Oh no, am I feminine enough? The best partnership for you might not align with traditional gender roles or anything discussed in this content about masculine and feminine energy, and that's okay. Okay, so now I've shared why I really dislike this conversation online. It complicates everything. It causes us to think in generalizations about men and women. It completely leaves out queer people and non-binary people. And it causes us to have expectations that will probably not be met. But there is one aspect that these videos talk about that I do agree a little bit with. And that is the discussion around being receptive, which according to these creators is being in your feminine energy. I do think some single, independent women out there, especially women I've spoken to and work with, can work on being more receptive and open in dating. But this tip can apply to anyone of any gender, and this describes me as well, by the way. I am not a patient person. I'm used to driving things forward, and I love being in control. But in dating, there's a lot of time when we're not fully in control because there's a whole other person in the mix who we don't have control over. If you can relate to this and if this sounds like you, listen up. In my extensive dating experience, I've learned there are benefits to stepping back, being open, and learning to sit in the discomfort of the unknown in dating. And when I say step back, I don't mean in a playing hard to get manipulative way. I just mean in a stepping back in a let's see how this plays out way. And this does align with the masculine feminine framework in a way, because when you are in your feminine, according to these rules you are receiving, you're letting the other person take the lead. I don't think you have to act like that all the time. But I do think it's important to step back and give the other person space, time, and trust, most importantly, to show up and to take action and all that. It's hard to let someone lead when you're constantly pulling the strings and controlling the situation or micromanaging them. And this is the only part of this framework that I found helpful in my dating journey. As someone who is very decisive and takes action and has a decent amount of anxiety in relationships, I had to learn how to step back and receive. I had to learn to let things play out instead of try to control the situation. And I think by doing that, I found a partner who enjoys having space to plan and take initiative in our relationship. And I think that by stepping back, I allowed more trust to form. He wouldn't be able to do this if I was constantly micromanaging everything and overgiving in the relationship where he doesn't even have room to give back to me. I remember talking with someone on Instagram recently and she was saying the guy planned the date, but it wasn't what she wanted or expected. He wasn't planning it quote unquote right or something like that. And that's the thing about being receptive, taking a step back and letting a guy lead. As long as it doesn't cross your boundaries, part of letting someone lead is going along with their plan to a certain extent and trusting them. And that can be challenging if you're used to controlling everything. So in my experience, learning to step back and receive made dating easier. When I tried to control everything, it only caused me more stress and anxiety. Honestly, again, this applies to all areas of life. It's easy to get anxiety when we try to control or worry about things we just can't, which in this case is the other person in the mix. 
So if you feel like you've been over controlling in relationships, I welcome you to borrow from this framework, activate your quote unquote femininity and take a step back from trying to control the outcome. Of course, you don't have to call it tapping into your divine feminine. You can call it whatever you want. So here's my main tip for this episode. If you're still curious about this whole feminine and masculine energy thing and you want to try it on, go for it. I am all for testing out and experimenting with different dating approaches and advice. There is no silver silver bullet for dating. And if you feel like your personal values align with this content that focuses on divine feminine energy, then go for it. But if you don't feel like your personal values or what you're looking for in a relationship aligns with this framework, just ignore it. There's a lot of dating advice out there. And ultimately, the best dating advice is what aligns with your values and what helps you get you into a relationship. At least that's what I'm trying to do here on this podcast. I hope you found this episode helpful. I really enjoyed doing the research for this and figuring out my stance on this concept. So I would love to hear your feedback. You can message me anytime on Instagram at dating.intentionally. Thank you for listening. I'd love it if you share this episode with someone who's navigating dating and might need a confidence boost or some tough love. If any of these episodes have helped you in your journey, you can help me by leaving a stunning review on Apple or giving Dating Intentionally five stars on Spotify. I really appreciate it. Once again, I'm Talia. This has been Dating Intentionally and I'll catch you next time.